0: What's this about persecution in connection with Stephen? So Stephen is killed, and then persecution goes out for the church. Do you know any places where there's persecution? Where Christians are being persecuted? Sudan, Iran, Indonesia, Syria. Many, 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 many more now than ever in the history of the church. There's persecution. We don't simply say that persecution works for good. We feel for them. And so the writer of Hebrews says this, Remember those in prison as if you were their fellow prisoners. In China, you're hardly recognized as a pastor unless you've been to prison because they know that pastors will go to prison and many, multiple times. So if you haven't been to prison, they're wondering if you're compromising. Listen to the rest of the verse. And those who are mistreated as if you, you yourself were suffering so I didn't used to pray for the persecuted, but the Bible tells us to, and so I put that as a part of my prayer list to pray for persecuted people because the Bible tells me to pray for them. And when I pray for them, I I pray for their endurance, but also that they'll be rescued so that they won't have to suffer. Suffering brings. Uh, it, it's the, the, the blood of the saints is, is the, the, the way the church uh, is evangelized. The, the way the church evangelizes the world. However, we don't say because of that, well, it's okay. Well, it's, we feel for them. So we're going to stop right now. We're going to pray. The Bible says to pray for the persecuted. It also says my house shall be called a house of prayer. I was at a conference recently where my friend Tom Stewart, who was uh, leading a, a prayer movement in the cities? Uh, talked about that scripture and said churches should be places of prayer. He said for most places they aren't, and it 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 encouraged me because we are a place of prayer, but I want to be more a place of prayer, to pray more. So I want us to pray right now for the persecuted. I'll pray, and then if anyone else wants to pray, you pray with me. And so we're we're praying, we're feeling for. The multitudes, the hundreds of thousands now who for their faith. Some of the kids have watched parents butchered because they would not turn. And they've told their kids, if people come to take us, hold on to Jesus. Sometimes they've killed whole families. So Father, although we know this is to your advantage, it brings great gain to the body of Christ. We feel for those people. We feel for children who've lost parents, parents who've lost kids, families who've been butchered, people who have said yes to you, and then they came into your presence through death. You tell us to feel for them, feel like we're in prison with them, like we're mistreated with them. God, we don't want people to be mistreated. We want the gospel to go forth. And so we pray that you would give us good, good minds, good memories, so that they become a part of our life a part of our prayer life in Jesus name amen one thing that prayer would do it would help us to get ready if we ever come to a place of persecution one reason i like house churches is that they are, they can be undercover i think the time will come and we'll have many many more many more many many more house churches in the country so now those who had been scattered by persecution in connection with Stephen, traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch. There it is. Antioch, this mushrooming city of perhaps 500,000 people, about 500 miles from Jerusalem. Jerusalem is the center. Antioch is this largely... Gentile metropolis. It has a Jewish population, but largely Gentile. And so they're traveling as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Enoch, telling the message only to Jews. Why only to Jews? Because that's, for all their life, that's who they thought it was for. This is for Jewish people, not to Gentiles. And we saw how difficult it was for Peter to break through, this apostle to break through and say, oh, it's for everybody. Oh, I thought it was just for Jews. It's for the world. And so in chapter 11, the beginning of this chapter, he's explaining it to the big shots in Jerusalem that he didn't have anything to do with it, that the Holy Spirit did it. Don't blame me. The Holy Spirit fell on him. And they said, oh, so God's including them as well, telling the messes only Jews. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus. Oh, who was from Cyprus? you remember somebody who was from Cyprus? Barnabas, you're right, from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about Jesus Christ. That good news, that phrase there, you Greek people, is, is that wonderful word, evangelion, good message, good news, eu, good, angelus, message. So they start telling the good message to everybody. What happens? The Lord's hand was with them. These are are no names. These These aren't the superheroes, the Peters and the Johns. These are no names who are sharing the good message. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. Here's my exhortation to you. Look at me. We at Lydia House have not been real successful in speaking the good news and bringing people to salvation. Now I'm looking at myself as I'm looking at you. I'm looking at myself. That's why I'm just thrilled to hear what you did because what I want to be doing and I want you to be doing is going after lost people. That's what we're called to do. That's why we're here. That's why I was happy to hear this new momentum that God's given to Andrew. I know he's got it in his heart for us to share the gospel. Here's the way I'm doing it. I have one person now. I prayed for a, a whole list of people, but now I've got one person I'm praying for. I had dinner a week ago. I am believing that the Lord is going to let me lead this person to Christ. I'm going to tell you when it happens. I think it will happen within a couple months. I'm excited. And it helps me because I have been doing it, and I haven't haven't been a a winner of souls. And so I want to pray for you as I pray for myself. God, make Lydia House people, people that are willing to share it. How do we do it? We do it first with our life. Let your light so shine before men that they may see. If they see it, they're more likely to hear it. If they see your life. Now, it doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes we just got to share it because we only have five minutes. And I've done that with lots of people. I didn't have a lot of time. And so I just did what I could do in the time that I have. But now with this person, I've got time. And so I'm going to take my time. And show love. I have. I'm going to continue to do that. And at some point when God says, okay, now's the time. And I, I'm, I anticipate it, it's going to be so exciting for him and for me. So I'm going to stop and pray for that for us. That the Lord will give you opportunities. The Lord will give you people. That you'll be praying for someone. It will be exciting to hear the stories that God will give them to you. If you're, if you're afraid. Tell the Lord you want to. My sister heard a sermon on uh, sharing the good news, and she said, uh, The sermon was, Follow me and I will make you fishes of men. And the, the preacher said, I remember because I preached it. Uh, the preacher said, You follow him and he can make you a fisherman. She said, Okay, you make me. The next day, someone knocked on her door. God wants to make it easy for us so it's not hard. Sometimes it is hard. But he'll also have you times where it just opens up and he'll make it. So, Father, would you do that at Lydia House? Would you do it in our midst? Give us opportunities. Open doors. Lord, I know sometimes it'll be hard, but other times it'll be easy. And we want to be good at preaching the evangelists, the good news of Jesus Christ. And we thank you that they did it in Antioch. Amen. The Lord's hand was upon them. Whoa! And great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. Things are happening in Antioch. News of this reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem. Okay, what are they going to do? What do you think it's going to do? N- news reaches Jerusalem. They're Gentiles. So are they going to be happy? Or are they going to? And they sent Barnabas to Antioch. What a great choice. Barnabas was not an apostle, but he was from Cyprus, and he was an encourager. He was a positive person. He he didn't have an issue like some of them had with circumcision. Here he was. So he goes up. When he arrived and saw the evidence of the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. There's a revival going on. This is an awakening. It's going on in Antioch. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus. Now remember, to go from Jerusalem to Antioch is how far? I said it a little earlier, but just really quickly. 500 miles. On foot, how long is that going to take? Now he's going to go to Tarsus, To get Paul that's around the bend that's another 150 probably so he's not he's not taking a helicopter he's going by foot and he goes and gets Paul so for a whole year Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people the disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. Okay. Was that a compliment to them? It doesn't say. What do you think? Do you think they were saying, oh, how wonderful you people are Christians?
1: In- initially, probably
0: Anybody else? Did they adopt it themselves? Did they call call themselves Christians? This word occurs two times in the rest of the Bible. It occurs once when Paul is talking to Agrippa. He said, are you in such little time going to make me a Christian? A little Christ, one of those Christ followers, one who sings all the time about Jesus, who talks about Jesus all the time. Who, who's follows after Jesus all the time? You gonna make me that? And then it occurs in First Peter four, sixteen. It doesn't occur in the Bible. The word Christian is hardly there. Christians didn't. It wasn't a compliment. I don't think. I think they were spurning him. I think it was derogatory. You Christian? Yeah. Good, 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 good for him. Good, good, good response. In the 70s, uh, the Jesus People movement—they were called Jesus freaks. Some of you older people remember that. They were Jesus freaks, and that was that was a term that they adopted. And yeah. You're right, we are, we're crazy about Jesus. So something's happening in Antioch that's really powerful. This is gonna change the history of the book of Acts. Jerusalem has been the center. It's gonna shift now, after chapter 12, it's gonna shift and you won't hear more about Jerusalem except in chapter 15 and once when Paul goes to Jerusalem. It turns to Antioch. That becomes the center of this missionary enterprise And Paul and Barnabas are sent out from, not from Jerusalem, they're sent out, they're launched in Antioch. So, during that time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. So now they're sending prophets. What's a prophet? Someone who hears, who's got a special ability to hear revelation from God and speak it forth. One of them named Agabus stood up through the spirit, predicted that a severe famine would spread over the entire Roman world. This happened. Whoa, it happened. We have prophets in our day, right? Unfortunately, we have prophets who predict things that don't come true, right? And so it gives us a little skepticism. Los Angeles is going to fall into the sea. God's going to judge New York and he's going to level it and They're not hearing because it didn't happen. Agabus was a recognized prophet who, when he spoke, they listened. We need to develop the prophetic ministry, and then we need to be ready to listen to to the prophets who speak and heed what they say because they heeded this. And what did they do? What did they do? You got the book. I want you to have the book in front of you. It's good to read the book. Anybody see it? What did they do with that word?
1: They provided help.
0: Okay, apparently it was it was hitting Judea the hardest. And so so far Jerusalem has been going this way to Antioch. They sent Barnabas, they sent a prophet Now, Antioch, there's a connection, and that's a good thing because it would be easy for there to raise up some kind of competition between Jerusalem and Antioch because Antioch is going to start out running. And so how wonderful that they had enough love, had enough concern for what was happening that they sent help this way. Now, do we have prophecy here? I'll ask you some personal questions. How did that feel on Sunday when you got that prophetic word? Was that, was that encouraging? Very. It was encouraging. Uh, let me see. Others, uh, anybody else here? Anybody else get a prophetic word on Sunday? Okay. You got it. How did it feel? Uh, you, Betty, you, and Steve? Yeah, it's a Planet of Hope. A planet of Hope. So, mostly the prophetic words that we hear are not directive or corrective. They are words of, according to 1 Corinthians 14, 3, he that prophesies speaks to men for their encouragement, edification, and comfort. Those are words. So they're not words for something for us to do, but they're words that encourage us, that gives us strength. We need those, don't we? Do we need the other other words, the predictive words? Yeah, we do. We do. We don't hear them often, and when we do, Sometimes at least skepticism rises in our soul because we haven't we don't know who the real prophets are, like Agabus, we can depend on him ten times out of ten i mean he's really he's really hearing. so I want to stop and pray here, and then I want us to have at least two prophetic words now in a meeting like this, it says in first Corinthians fourteen, "When you come together, each one has." Then it says different things that we can have. We've had hymns. We're having a lesson. Let let me see what it it all says here. I'm going to read it from 1 Corinthians 14. This is what happens when you come together. It's telling us how we do it when we come together. A hymn, a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation, all these must be done for the strengthening of the church, Two or three prophets should speak, and others weigh what is said. So when we come together, and it didn't say one person either. That's why I like what we're doing during worship time, where we have testimonies, where we have, and if, if God gives you a lesson as I'm speaking now, and you want to share something that helps to bring it home, that's why I like small. You can't do that with large. Bless the large. Bless. I'd say nothing derogatory. Bless them. But I like what we can do because we're small. We can do this now. So we're going to have prophecy. I'm going to pray that it increases among us and that we need to be bold and we need to go for it, especially if you're new at this. If you've not done it before and you get something, you know you're supposed to give it if your knees start shaking. Heavenly Father, thank you that you have given us the gifts of the spirit and they're given to us to be exercised to be shared and we want to do that we want to we want to uh, encourage one another and we want to be encouraged by one another And we pray that you'd make us better at that even as we want you to make us better at at evangelizing please make us better at hearing from you and encouraging one another now just look up and look around just look around and if if your if your mind or your heart focuses on somebody that may be an indication that the lord is wanting to put something in you right so just don't stare him down but uh. Okay. One I have, I
1: have one for Joe yeah. Joe um, you have operated out of incredible integrity uh, uh, the past couple weeks and um, the stuff that I think has come your way and I don't know all the details and you've operated from a, from a position of godliness with regard to the city and the Lord is going to return to you in a mighty way what has what not necessarily been taken but I think there was a, a purpose
0: that encourage you (laughs) prophecy is wonderful god give us more make us open to more of it we're going to continue on unless anybody had had one more.
2: Have a very high calling in your life, and so, in spite of however mundane, small, or whatever this nutshell looks, it was overwhelmed by the call he has on you as a woman of grace and the calling he has for you.
0: How does that make you feel? I didn't hear last part. Okay, good. Because some t- a word like that could could create too alarm. Oh no, it's up to me. You know, you have your received a word where you felt oh, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Good, wonderful, good connection. Yeah.
1: knew there's a change in destiny for you the Lord. I sense that about you the past several weeks yes, of where the Lord is taking you into a marvelous place, and you're yielding to His purpose and plans, and yes. that is just a mighty, mighty path for you. This is life transforming for you. I know it's coming. Glory to God.
0: Wonderful. Is that encouraging, Andrew? Yes. Mm-hmm. What do they say? You know What do they say? No, yeah, sure that was encouraging. Okay, last point here. Well, and then we're going to close and have some small group prayer. About this time, chapter 12, that Herod arrested some who belonged to the church intending to persecute them. He had James, brother of John, put to death with the sword. And then, of course, you see Peter's great escape. What happened? Did James not have faith and Peter did? It says in Hebrews 11 that who who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, whose weakness was turned to strength, women received their dead back, raised to life again. Others were tortured and refused to be released so that they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging while still others were changed and put in prison. These are the people of faith too. So faith can rescue us or faith that will give us endurance to go through. Listen to this. This is important. Faith is not a formula. Faith does not help you get what you need or what you want. Faith aligns you with the purposes of God. And if it's God's purpose to take Stephen to himself, then we release that. If God's purpose to take James and to release Peter in this incredible jailbreak that, that, uh, Television would laugh at that because it's too unreal. But God did it, so God can do it anyway. Your faith may cause you to go through the fire rather than around the fire. So I'm saying that to you realistically, that there are things that we go through that are part of God's plan, and faith is not a formula. Faith is a relationship with the living God, a loving Father. Thank you, Father, for what you are doing amongst us. Thank you for the privilege you give us to pray. Thank you for the church that prayed, even though they were doubting as they prayed. They persevered in prayer, and you heard their prayers. Let me just say by uh, exhortation here, I want us to pray more. I'd love it if half of you joined me at 9.30 on Sunday morning and prayed. We, We tried to do a Wednesday night prayer meeting, And uh, we shut it down because it was pretty quiet. But I would, where it's possible, I would love to be praying with you. It'll just strengthen us more. It'll make us stronger if we are praying together. And so I ask you to consider that coming early, coming. uh, It's easier than doing it at another time of the week. And if you can come earlier, we'll see the difference if we're praying together before we come in here to church. The Lord, yes. Yes yes um
2: my mom had retinal detachment eye surgery this week and so people can just be praying for her that'd be awesome um my mom's like one of the strongest people i know she actually like cried was in so much pain and just couldn't see and everything so she's going to be blind in one eye for about two months um and she's just like she's a doctor she has her own business she's a triathlete she can like win triathlons for like the 60 year old category So, anyway, she's like going crazy, not being able to exercise and just be praying for her. She actually let me pray for her this week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is, I mean, my family's just really opposed, you know, usually to the gospel. She's not a believer. No, not in my family. What's your name? Oh, Betsy. Betsy. Yeah. Right now. Sure, yeah. Oh, (laughs) Heavenly Father, we just pulled Betsy up before you. What you are doing in her Mm. in the natural, Mm. taking her Mm. from. That you are commanding her to rest for her eyes to be healed in the physical, we are going to claim her salvation. That you are going to meet her it in this time, Lord. We think needs that you lay on Molly's plate to minister back to her mother, Lord. But the other people that you want to come into her mother's life. rest on her, unexplainable, especially, um, bypass her intellect, Lord, especially if she has been gifted with much intellect, just by, blow her mind out with what you are able to do that bypasses an explanation. We just um, look forward to the wow that is going to come, and the scales that will fall from um, her eyes, and her opportunity to finally see you, the true, the living God, the, the truth that Molly has.
0: you want, you can come ahead of time with prophetic words. You can pray for people during the week and the Lord can give you things and then you can come ready to deliver here. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk to Bob and, and we'll make sure that we have times for prophecy mm-hmm. in the next of our services. So, we're going to break up in small groups and pray. You can pray for uh, salvation if, if you want to who you're going to be targeting. Uh, I also talked about the encouragement to, to be people of prayer, corporately. Uh, you, could, you could pray that that happens here. Uh, prophecy, that that en- grows. So after the benediction, then, just in small groups, wherever you are, or however you want to be, you, know, you can move right around to stay as long as you want to. The Lord be His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord, look upon you.